To rejoice is a call that runs all through the scriptures, and so thank you, Sanctuary Choir, for that beautiful, beautiful affirmation today of the call to rejoice, for hearts to be full of the glory and praise of God. There are some things that make resurrection different from many congregations. For example, if you grew up in the Catholic Church, in the Catholic Church, the congregation confesses to the priest. However, at MCC, the priest confesses to the congregation. (laughs) And so today, I have a confession to make. I struggle with jealousy and envy, and I've even been known to covet every once in a while. All right. Who and what do I covet? (laughs) I covet those who have the ability to do the MS-150 and wake up the next day not even feeling the pain. I covet those who have that 29-inch waist and they just kind of glide everywhere they go. (laughs) I covet those who just seem to be in such wonderful physical condition. And every so often I look in the mirror and I go, you know, there's just no hope. I'm never going to get back down to that 29-inch waist I had in seminary. They just feed me too well around here. But this week, I looked at today's scripture from Ephesians, and suddenly I had renewed hope. If you look at verse 20 of Ephesians 3, printed there on your worship folder, this amazing scripture. Now to God whose power now at work in us can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. You mean the God who can do immeasurably more can do something about my measurements? (laughs) I thought, well, I'm going to put this scripture into practice. So one night this week, I looked at this scripture and turned it into a prayer. Now to God. God, I'm praying to you. You are a God who can do all things. Whatever I conceive, you can achieve. So God, right now before going to bed, I am conceiving a new beautiful body. While I'm asleep tonight, oh God, do your work of transformation. (laughs) After all, oh God, you can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So God of all power and might, reduce my waist size while I sleep. With every breath I breathe during the night, send out those calories. Send them out. Send them away. Transform me by your immeasurable power. And I went to sleep with such great confidence, dreaming about the great body I would have the next morning imagining the ability to do those 10-mile walks, the MS-5100. I mean, why not the Houston Marathon? Here I come, because God's going to work. Well, of course, morning came. Looked in the mirror. I I think I gained weight overnight somehow. (laughs) How'd that happen? What's going on here? 
Well, sometimes we have to put a little effort behind our prayers. Sometimes we need to establish healthy habits. Those folks who have a 29-inch waist and those folks who do the MS50, 100, wherever they call that. <laughs> I think I've got it wrong every time I've said it. But that bicycle race to Austin and back. <laughs> those who do the marathons. They put thought into it and timing. And in fact, to some degree, people who are in top physical condition set their schedules and build their lives to a certain degree around becoming physically healthy. Interestingly enough, we don't always make the same application to our spiritual lives. Sometimes those same individuals who will work out for an hour a day and eat all the right foods and do all the right things to be physically healthy spend little time in prayer, little time attending to the spiritual life. Many of us want the results without putting our lives into making those results happen. We expect to be patient without practicing patience and the spiritual gifts around it. We expect to be spiritually strong while attending very little to our spiritual life. Our scripture today shows us that spiritual fitness is a possibility. And in fact, it's a call. Just like being physically healthy leads to a sense of joy and strength and energy and vitality in life, spiritual fitness also leads to strength and energy and vitality. But just like you don't build muscles lifting a hamburger, <laughs> you don't build spiritual muscles without bringing that sense of attentiveness and attention to it. And in fact, the scripture writer today is one who had a dream of a congregation of spiritually fit people, a place where people would come together and share their spiritual energy. And the scripture writer today was praying that prayer not just for the congregation at Ephesus, but for all congregations to follow. So the writer of the scripture today actually had prayed for us because the prayer that was offered was one that was prayed for generations to come. So we're a part of this. It's a prayer that was so important to this scripture writer that it describes the Apostle Paul as praying on his knees, putting his whole physical body into this spiritual prayer and calling. If you'll look with me today at verse 16, you'll hear some of what the prayer contained. You'll hear what the writer was praying for us to have. Verse 16 says, and I pray that God out of the riches of divine glory will strengthen your inner being with power through the working of the Spirit. Oh, there is so much here. Do you have a workout partner? They say that a workout partner is part of the key to staying with a program. Well, what better workout partner than the Holy Spirit? Your inner being strengthened with power through the working of the Spirit. The Spirit who works out with us. The Spirit who moves with us and goes with us. How beautiful and powerful is that? This idea of being strong from the inside out. 
Now, when it comes to physical exercise, one of the things they say is that it's very important to breathe correctly and to breathe often, to breathe in alignment with the lifting of the weights, to breathe in alignment with the stretching. Well, it's also true spiritually. Breathing in itself can be a source of strength, and it can be a part of a prayer. And in fact, today I'd like to teach us as a congregation a way of praying called breath prayer. In a breath prayer, you breathe in a spiritual thought and let it move throughout your body, and then you breathe out that thought, sending it out into the world and those around us. You can write a breath prayer based on scripture. You can write a breath prayer based on just good thoughts that you have. And today's scripture really opens several opportunities for breath prayer. And I'd like to have us look at this verse 16 that we just talked about that talks about being strong from the inside and form that into a breath prayer for us to pray together. If you look at verse 16, it says, be strengthened in your inner being with power through the work of the Spirit. The breath prayer that I would offer is very simple. It's simply praying, strengthen us on the in-breath in our inner being on the out-breath. Strengthen us in our inner being. Strengthen us in our inner being. Imagine being so strong on the inside that you find yourself being able to spiritually withstand whatever attack or discouragement you might face during the day. It's having that inner strength. There's a song called Something Inside So Strong. It's that spiritual core, that spiritual life. And the breath of God strengthens that, and then we send that strength right back out. Strengthen us in our inner being. That prayer is a form of spiritual fitness. I do want to make one distinction here because it would be very easy at this point to kind of slip into this works righteousness thing that faith is about doing. And there's a sense in which we do need to be engaged, as I've already said. We also need to know where the source of strength is, and it's not of ourselves. It is of God, and it is grace. It's grace that opens us to the invitation So the invitation here simply is to practice our faith, knowing, however, that we are securely rooted in a God of grace who does not judge our action or inaction, but simply invites us into the journey. What I'm saying here is that salvation is unconditional. The salvation is unconditional. It's there. It's the gift of God. The door is open. We're saved. Don't stress about that. (laughs) That's God's gift and grace to us. However, spiritual growth is conditional. Salvation, unconditional. Spiritual growth, conditional. Spiritual growth is conditioned on how we move into the invitation. That's where Jesus got his inner strength. If you look at the gospel today, you'll see in that very first verse, verse 15, That when Jesus realized they were about to come and take him by force to make him ruler, he withdrew to a mountain by himself. They came to take him by force. He was facing an outer force. He was facing outer pressure. 
Where did he get his inner strength to stay true to himself and to his calling? He withdrew again to a mountain by himself. What did he do at that mountain? He prayed. He said, God, there are people who are trying to force me into being someone I'm not called to be. There are people who are trying to force me to do things I'm not called to do. There are people coming right now trying to fix me into the box that they've created. God, give me the strength to be who you've called me to be. Jesus prayed a prayer very much like, strengthen me in my inner being. And because Jesus was strong from the inside, he was able to live his life and fulfill his mission as he was truly called by God. There's another prayer for us in this scripture today. Verse 17, may Christ dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Spiritual fitness is knowing who to invite into your house. We can invite some folks into our lives who will surround us with pizzas and hamburgers and tell us just watch a little more TV. When we're ready to say, let's get out and walk around the block, they'll say, no, let's watch another episode of TV and have another pizza. But we can also invite people into our lives who will join with us in health and wholeness and living strong lives. And that's what's happening right here. In verse 17, we see how the scripture writer is praying for Christ to move in and dwell in the very hearts of the congregation and the people. For Christ to be present. I have a wonderful roommate. He moved in about three or four years ago. And I tell you what, things changed almost immediately. There were things in the cabinet I'd not seen before. We had to create some space for him to have room to move as well. I'd wake up and smell different smells than I'd smelled before because he eats garlic for breakfast and that kind of stuff. I had to get used to that, TMI. But <laughs> when someone moves in, things change. And the call here is for Christ to move into the house of our lives and begin to make some changes. When my roommate moved in, another thing that happened was some flowers started growing well, I'm not an outdoors person, but he is. So I looked out and there were roses growing where once there had been weeds. There was beauty all around because he'd moved in. It's also what happens when Christ moves in. Where once there were weeds, now there are flowers and beauty and life and growth. Something is happening there. When Christ moves in, there is a new life. And so the prayer offered here, another breath prayer is this, dwell in our hearts grounded in love. Breathe in, dwell in our hearts grounded in love. This is a prayer that will lead to spiritual fitness. Oh, when Christ dwells in our hearts, there is transformation. Which brings me to the story of one of the best spiritual writers today, Anne Lamont. She's written a book called Traveling Mercies, which is wonderful. It's kind of an R-rated Christian spirituality, so I'm going to be editing it some for us in this worship service, but her books are incredible. Like many of us, she came to a point in her life where she hit bottom, and she coped with hitting bottom like many do. She chose smoking dope and getting drunk. And she'd abused her body so much that there came a point where one night she was actually hemorrhaging. And it seemed like all she could feel was the pain of hemorrhaging and what had led her to that moment. 
But at that moment of hitting bottom and feeling that pain, she felt a presence in the room. Now, she was there by herself, and so she writes, I felt the presence, and the feeling was so strong that I actually turned on the light for a moment to make sure no one was there. Of course, there wasn't. But after a while, in the dark again, I knew beyond any doubt that it was Jesus. Now, she was appalled because uh, she did not have a real high regard for Christians and none of her friends were Christians. And yet here in this moment, she felt the presence of Jesus. She thought she had no need of anyone but herself. But she writes that Jesus remained in the corner, a presence in the room at the moment when she most needed him. And she writes, Jesus was watching me with patience and love, and I squinched my eyes shut. But that didn't help because I was not seeing him with my eyes. She started going to church. She describes the church that she went to as a funky little church, and she mostly liked the music. She didn't like the preaching much. (laughs) But she couldn't escape what she was experiencing in that church, and she writes, it was as if the people were singing in between the notes, weeping and joyful at the same time. And I felt like their voices or something was rocking me in its bosom holding me like a scared kid. And I opened up to that feeling, and it washed over me. She went home from that church, got on her houseboat, opened the door, hung her head, and then she said to Jesus, I quit. (laughs) She actually said this out loud. All right, you can come in. I quit. I quit drinking myself to death. I quit smoking myself to death. I quit trying to control everything. I quit trying to be someone else. I quit. I quit doing it in my own way. Go ahead and come in. It's me and I'm open. She prayed this prayer. Dwell in my heart. Grounded in love. It's time. It's time. I quit. Come into my heart. Make your home in me. Spiritual fitness is having a heart grounded in this love. And so our breath prayers strengthen us in our inner being. Dwell in our hearts grounded in love. These are prayers for spiritual fitness. And then in verse 19... May you experience this love that surpasses all understanding so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This is hard to wrap our minds around. It's even hard to wrap our hearts around. But what's happening here is this call to be full of that which really fills and to release that which seems like it's filling us but it's actually emptying us. So much promises to fill and actually it drains. But the call here is to be full of the fullness of God. It's a perspective on life. It's a way of thinking and living and being. The breath prayer that goes with this is fill us 
with all your fullness. Fill us with all your fullness. Fullness in, fullness out. That's what we're bringing to the world when we bring our faith and our spiritual fitness to those around us. The sermon title today is a matter of perspective. When you looked at the sermon title, what did you read? Look at it right now. It's on page three. And just kind of read that out loud. All right, I heard two perspectives out there. I heard some saying the title is, God is Nowhere. God is Nowhere. And I heard others saying, God is now here. If you look at it, you'll see that both are there, but it's a matter of perspective. And when we're filled with all the fullness of God, it means that even the places that appear to be empty spaces are full of something. They are full of love, full of God, full of that abundance, full of that health and that life. God is now here. When it seems that we are empty and have nowhere to turn and no life to live, God is now here. So spiritual fitness, it's a matter of prayer, intention, and perspective. The invitation today is for you to choose one of these breath prayers or to write your own, to look at this scripture and see what's calling to you. It may be as simple as just the word love. Love in. Love out. God in. God out. Or the phrases that we shared today drawn directly from Scripture. Strengthen us. Your people. Your people called resurrection. Make us the community you're calling us to be. Strengthen us in our inner being. Oh, God of grace, dwell in our hearts. The door is open. The windows are open. It's all open. Oh, God, just come and dwell. Come and dwell in your person and in your power. Grounded in love. That firm foundation. The place that holds when the world is pushing and pulling and tugging and tearing down, there is the foundation grounded in love. Feeling empty? Then pray the prayer, fill us with all your fullness. Fill us with all your fullness. Oh God, giver of grace and life, strengthen us in our inner being. Dwell in our hearts, grounded in love. Fill us with all your fullness. Amen and amen.